Oh my God, we are back at rank. Well, I'm hyped. I mean, like pre-conversation, I am hyped because today I've got Crystal Carter joining me. Crystal is the head of SEO of head of SEO communications at Wix. She's all over the place. I mean, what conference hasn't she spoken at? She's going to be at MozCon coming up. Uh, she's basically 15 years experience working with SEO and marketing clients around the world, like Disney, McDonald's, so many more. And uh, today we're going to talk all about, we're going to talk about how you up your SEO skills. We're talking about like how SEO is a work in progress. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so pleased to be here. Such a big fan, and and I'm so glad to have you back. And congratulations on your recent addition. And I'm really hyped. <laughs> thank you. No, thank it's thank you so much. It's so funny. It's like I did the SEO weekly, and and I had to make like a crawling joke when you have a new baby. I'm like, hey. she'll, she'll get there. She'll get there. <laughs> no, but I same sort of thing. Like I love our community, and you are someone I really admire because you are all about kind of lifting up others, ruining others. In fact, actually, um, you know, we, we recorded this, this, this uh, episode a few weeks ago, but you recently put up a, um, a resource on your own personal website, all about the, the women community in SEO, all these resources or businesses or courses made by women, made for women. Can you talk a little bit about, about the inspiration for that and what you're trying to do? Yeah, so um, so I am a very active member in the Women in Tech SEO uh, community. I'm actually wearing the T-shirt right now <laughs> from the festival, um, and I think one of the things that that I'm I've always been inspired by that community. There are so many incredible SEOs um, in that community, and I think that very often people say, "Oh, you should follow this person." Or, oh, you know, you, you should have uh, more women writers or you should have more more women speakers. And, and people sort of sometimes say this, these things as if they're as if it's a charity, <laughs> as if as if like as if we don't have literally some of the best SEOs in the world making some amazing things, making amazing resources and and driving forward our industry who are women. So so. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are very high profile. If you think about people like Lily Ray or Aleda or Marie Haynes um, or Arish, who runs who runs Women in Tech SEO, there's a lot of people who are very high profile. But there's a lot of people who are doing who are doing stuff who are incredible, who are making courses, who have who have um, who have um, whole resources, eBooks, um, uh, data studio templates, um, and lots of things like that. Podcasts that are that are amazing resources, and they're really passionate about SEO and and the work that they do makes SEO better. So. Um, I was I was looking around um, to find uh, some some different resources anyway, and I started putting this together. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a list. I'm gonna make a list. And and you know, it's because I think that it's a lot. It's a lot about like what what you do and what what cool stuff you do and what what things you're passionate about. And I think that there's so many so many women who are doing so many incredible things, and like they're really good at JavaScript SEO. They're really good at, at e-commerce SEO. And they're just really good at it. They are also women, but they're also really good at it. And so I think that like, let's just, let's just have a, a little place where we can sort of um, celebrate. And so I think I started it with, the, I started it um, a little while ago and it had about 30 folks on it and, and it's now up to about 55. 
um, if anyone is listening and and can think of a of a fantastic um, community for women or made by women or a resource that's made by women, please tag me on Twitter. Um, I will happily add it. A few people tagged me after they saw the list. Um, I'm also not doing it ex- exclusively for English. I me hablo un poquito de español, so I have a few a uh, few shout outs to um, like mujeres in español or sorry mujeres in uh, in SEO, um, Latinas in SEO, in SEO um, and also a few other um, Spanish speaking uh, communities. But um, if you know anyone who's in a in a in another um, non English community um, who's who's crushing it uh, for for SEO resources, um, who's you know writes that pod writes that uh, book or hosts that podcast, like do let me know. I'd love to love to add I, I love that. I mean, that feels like it ties in. Uh, recently, you were on a webinar with uh, our own Mike King of Sem, um, on SEMrush talking about mom and like the big thing there is all around uh, multi-language, like multilingual sort of communication and, and this whole idea of, you know, kind of democratizing the internet from a language perspective. So, you know, I was talking with Cindy Crum recently and we we're talking about this idea of like, there are so many underrepresented languages, like just because mm-hmm. English or, you know, Mandarin is like the most spoken language in the world. You know, if you're, if you're Googling for some sort of knowledge center and, and it, something comes up in a different language that might not get surfaced and it's almost like penalized. And like, I guess mom is trying to fix that. It's, yeah, I think so. And I think that, and I think that it's, it's because there's so many people who are who are doing such so many amazing things in multiple languages and 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 we're really missing out on that. I mean, certainly on Twitter, I've certainly they've they've got pretty good language translation actually for some some of their tweets. And there's been a few times when I've seen, you know, tweets that were really good, really good content, and I was able to to get an idea of what, of what they were talking about um, via the transla- translated information. And I think that um, certainly if I think about the SEO communities, um, there are some of some of uh, some of the most talented SEOs that I know actually don't speak English as their first language. It's actually their second language. Um, and I think actually understanding understanding a, a second language and how to how to parse language and, and, and move that around is actually a real benefit for, for things like semantic SEO and, and, you know, understanding entities and all that sort of stuff, which all feeds into mum. But I think that with regards to, with regards to um, how that plays out with wider content, wider content um, creation. Yeah, I think Google wants to make sure that we're they're seeing the best content, not just the best content in English, but the best content. And sometimes it's the case that, you know, I think I think um, the internet is more, I don't know if, if I guess if, if I'm being, I hope this is the right language is more mature or something, or I guess there's more, more content in English. Um, than a lot of other languages. And so I think that in some cases it will be the case where where you know there might be a topic that's that that's been really popular in, in English and is now being introduced into it, an area that has a different language. And so that content might be might be seen there. But there's there's it will also go the other way, <laughs> for instance. Um, so there's different trends that show up. Like I don't know, for instance, like the one that comes to mind is coconut water, which coconut water has been a, has been a thing in um, in India, for instance, for like it's always been a thing in India. So they're very well be some fantastic content on coconut water um, in India um, that would be something that 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 would be would help to make the con- the conversations about about that particular topic more well-rounded in English languages so it might be something that that those are things that that um, as as new trends move around different world that you actually have more expert content on on that topic even if it's new to New York it's not new to to other places so so um so I think that that that's something that should give us better better information um uh and and help make the web better 
And and that's the thing that I think makes SEO so interesting, right? Like SEO is kind of as as we were talking about earlier, is a work in progress, right? Mm-hmm. Like what whether it's you know adapting to the world around you or kind of always trying to iterate and improve your own content, your own website, um, you you really do have to consistently iterate. How like what's your perception of like the work in progress aspect of SEO? I think it's something that I absolutely love about SEO. It's 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 something, and I think it's one of the things that makes SEO such an interesting interesting industry for people who are new to to the industry. Um, so so I think that um, there's constantly something that's being newly developed, and and because it's a new a new method, a new technique, a new tool, um, people who who master that tool quickly and master that tool tool well can become can become the experts in that tool, even if they haven't been in the industry for a long time. A classic case is GA four. Um, so so we have we have universal analytics, and there's tons of people who are really well versed in you know universal analytics. Like I raise my hand for that. However. I am a complete noob with regards to to GA4, and so there's certain there's certain there's now certain voices within our community. I added them to my resource actually. Um, uh, who who um, so you know I'm thinking of like Bree Anderson, um, Krista Sennan, um, uh, Dana DiTomaso. Um, uh, there's a few other people as well, um, and they they're all about it. And and you know there are people who maybe maybe you didn't know about before because you maybe maybe weren't in that space, but now everybody needs to know about their content. Um, and so for instance, um, you know as as other things things come around, like visual search is something that's 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 um, that's coming to the fore. So people who've been spending a lot of time with visual search and understanding visual branding are actually going to be much better placed to to optimize content for that. So. I'm speaking on Moz. I'm speaking at MozCon about visual visual search, and one of the things that occurred to me was actually people who have been doing it for the gram are actually really well placed for for making this work because because there's a there's a lot of you know they've been spending a lot of time like making sure that their images are very consistent and making sure that they've got different positioning and all of that composition work is actually going to have a, have an impact on SEO in the future. So when when new new ideas come in when new tools come in when new new updates come in there's always a need to need a need to upskill um for your clients um and and that i absolutely love because it just means that no day is the same yeah well i i i'm completely with you and i'm fascinated i obviously don't want to real reveal too much about what you're speaking about at moscom but like i can imagine when it comes to visual and that also plays into mom the idea mm-hmm. of how much of it is just you know, kind of old school psychological marketing versus tools like structured data and making sure that you are, you know, um, kind of installing your content, your your videos, your images, all that into, you know, your, your existing corpus in a way that's easily discoverable by Google. Like how much are we depending on us to do the structured data versus Google to just see a video and understand the context and then give you the appropriate rankings. So I think with with SEO and this is again this is one of the reasons why learning is super so super important is it's always like a layered process. I always talk about like layering your SEO and this is why this is why like SEO is never done. Um, people are like is the SEO done now? I'm like no, no it's not. It's not done. We're not it's not. You're never done. And so it's always um it's always like a layered layered process. So so yeah, 
having your having your file names correct is good. Having your file size is good. Having their files in modern um, modern formats is really good. All of the stuff that we've always done to optimize images um, uh, so that they crawl well is all super super valuable. But and I talked about this in my in my um, my article for Moz at the beginning of the year. Um, there's Google has amazing tools um, like uh, Cloud Vision AI that help them to to read images. And there's a few things that they're able to see see through those images um, that that will come into play and how you position those and how you prioritize those in your um, in your um, in image composition. Um, in the in the article for Moz at the beginning of the year, I talked I showed an example of my teapot. I have a teapot, <laughs> a little a little enamel teapot, and I showed the picture for like showed the teapot with the spout facing forward, and then I and then I showed the teapot with the spout spout, spout facing to the side. And the tool the 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 um, the AI tool was able to understand the teapot much better as a teapot when it was to the side in profile where you could see the little handle and here is my spout. Then it went, then when it, when it was able, only able to see it in the um, facing, facing forward. Um, and you would have the same, the same alt text, the same meta tags, the same, the same file formats for either photo, but the competition, the composition there makes, makes a difference. So, um, so I think that, I think that it's layered. All of those things are still valid, valid, but I think also you're going to need to, to, to think about how, how the images are are working in in other ways as well, um, and I think that I think that it's something that will that will that will evolve, and I think it's something that's really there's a really fascinating space to see see how it'll go forward. Do you do you think that? I, I guess it probably it's an it depends situation, but to what extent do you think people who are investing in images, investing in video, like these multimodal multimedia content, um, will benefit? in terms of like how their their rankings kind of you know improve over the next few years as mom continue continues to like identify these connections like do you think there will be a distinct advantage for you know organizations that invest in multimedia uh yeah i do i do so so i think that it's a case a case of the I think one of the reasons why Mum has has and what and why why Google is going down this multimodal um multimodal uh, path um is is it's a continuation of the sort of mobile first uh sort of sort of era. So with our phones, essentially the internet is not uh is 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 not just a sort of a passive thing. It's not it's not something that we just digest. It's something that we interact with in real time. Right. So so if something um, like if something happens, if there's a I don't know if there's a parade um, in, in, in New York or something or something, I don't have to wait for the newspaper to print the information about the parade. I can stream live the parade from my phone. And that is information that Google wants. And that is Google. That is information that Google needs to that Google needs to be able to parse, needs to be able to understand. Um, <clears throat> Because one of the things, and one of the things I talked about in the in the, the discussion about mum um, for 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 Semrush, um, is is that we think that Google, we as SEO, sometimes we think that Google is trying to wants to rank websites that that's what they want to do. That's that's not what they want to do. And if you ask them, they won't tell you that. They say they want to rank information. They want to provide information. So if I want to know what happened at the parade, they want to give me the best information for that. It might be a website. It might be a live stream video. It might be a TikTok. Um, it might be whatever. Um, but they want to be able to provide that information because that will make their customers happy, and that and that's what they want to do. So if you want to, if you want to make Google's customers happy, and and, and you want them to make you happy with, by sending those, those information, then you need people to, to provide that information. So 
if if it is the case that that the kind of content that people want for for what happened in the parade has to is visual, then that's really useful. Um, and it's very it's it's likely that that I think some people will say, well, I work don't work in a in a very visual first industry. You know, I'm a, I'm a I'm an accountant, or you know, I'm a tax attorney, or I'm a like. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of another, another something like, in the government or some, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Something something like that. I do I do that sort of thing. But but even in those spaces, um, visuals actually make your content will will tend to make your content better. Diagrams are a lot easier to understand for a lot more people than uh, than you know um, you know three thousand words across a text. Um, uh, and, and, um, you know, infographics are really, really useful. And it's, it's a technique that I've, that I've used with clients before where, you know, I had a client who was talking about like data warehousing and things like that. And, you, and like pictures of data warehouses are not, nobody Dry, wants confusing. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, here, take a look at this server. Oh yeah. Like people are that, people are that, they're not that into it. However, However, it's a complex issue. It's a really complex issue, data warehousing and all that sort of stuff. So if you have a, da- a, a diagram of how that works, that's really, really useful. And I've also, and I've seen that, I've seen that rank, um, you know, I've seen it and I've seen them like have their, have their um, images, the, the images improve, um, or sorry, the image impressions improve, the website improve. Um, the other thing that I've seen is that, is that, if you have um, if you have good images across across the web, you're going to be showing in lots more more channels. So and right. and media that you're going to be showing in lots lots more lots more different tabs. So we talk about page one of Google, but like there are many many pages of Google, and like some of them are like like page one page one one place might be completely irrelevant for what the thing is. Like let's say you're page one for flights to flights to Tahiti. Like you, let's say you got the number one ranking blue link for for flights to Tahiti. It's not even going to be on page one, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's going to be on. It's going to be on Google Travel. Like yep. that's where it's going to be. So like that's where you need to be. So so you can call it page one, but like really you need to be on Google Travel because that's what's relevant for that information. Um. So so it's important to to think about that and if to make sure that your that your content reflects that. And I think a lot of people think of content as blogs or content mm-hmm. as written right. written word, but content is whatever people need. So um, one of the things that I really like, you know. We spend a lot of time staring at screens, like to the point where, like, I had to get glasses over the pandemic. I and I didn't wear glasses before, but I had to get glasses oh, through the pandemic. Um, right. So sometimes, so you know, there's a real rise of of audio streaming, social things. You know, Clubhouse, um, you know, Google, um, Twitter Spaces, podcasts, yep. and things because you can get information and you can connect with things, but you don't have to stare at a screen. Um, so, so these are, and we're on a podcast right now. I'm like, um, <laughs> it all, it all connects. It's all connected. All so we need to make sure that, that, the, that the content that we're making is, is, is connecting with users in a lot, in a lot of different ways and in the most optimal way for that particular type of information. Yeah. I, th- that's the interesting thing that you call out with like SEO is like, you do have all of these different entities and all of these different competitors and all of these different channels that are showing up. It's becoming harder and harder to even get people back to your own website. Anyway, it's, it's almost like, to what extent are you trying to, you know, do your brand awareness on to your point about like Google travel? It's like, sometimes it, you know, you'll, you'll want to show up on Twitter as opposed to on your own website. So, you know, you can own the entire SERPs because that one blue link isn't necessarily, it's not going to drive as much traffic as it normally did five, 10 years ago. 
So yeah, it's very complex. Like, and, like I've, I've spoken on different podcasts, um, but about how SEO is a team sport now. Like it's a team sport. You can't just like sit in your little like SEO cave and like just do it by yourself. It's a team sport. You have to like you have to engage all the channels, and actually the channels impact each other. So I recently um, was discussing um, indexing and people like that discover but not index, which is I'm just like it's like you're killing me, Google. What are you doing? They're like, yeah, we saw it. Not that interested. No. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> And they're like, I spent ages on that blog. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. We are going to look at something else. And you're like, they should have left on you. (laughs) Honestly, like, come on, like tough crowd. Um, So, so the thing about that is like, I'm like, okay, fine, Google. You don't want to put it on the index. I'm going to put it on my Twitter feed. Mm. And do you know what happens is that goes on the index anyway. And if somebody clicks on that, then that counts as organic. And so you didn't put it on the index. I did. Same thing with like Google, Google My Business. So this is something that, that small small businesses, you, you put your you put your blog, you write a new blog, put it on your Google My Business or Google Business Profile, not Google My Business, sorry. Put it on your Google Business Profile. And then when people click on that, that also counts as organic. And again, you don't have to wait for them to put it on the index because you put it there yourself. So all of these things can help, help with all of the different channels work with each other. So the Twitter, the Twitter feed will go onto your, will count. Those links are clickable from the SERP. And when people click them from the SERP, they count as organic traffic. When the, the links from Google Google Business Profile, when you post those, post those, um, the, when you post your updates, those clicks count as organic. So you can do all of all of those things and make make, make sure they work. Another one, um, there's there's um, there's uh, coolest cool um, yeah, on, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, Ross. Um, Yes, he is. He's like constantly talking about content distribution and I got involved with that. And he's right. One of the things that he said, um, one of the things that he, he's saying this is like, you know, like, like blast your RSS, make sure that you're like, that you're getting out on various different feeds and stuff like that. Um, and, it, and it does make a difference. So, so, you know, make sure that, that you are showing your content where it is so that you're showing Google um, how how things are how things are working and there's some great tools for automation for this. So I'm a big fan of RSS, which is kind of like old school internet, old school yeah. things. But the RSS is kind of making a comeback, partially because of podcasts, but also because of because of like automation stuff. So Zapier, which is a, like a tool I absolutely love, you can automate some of your some of your social feeds so that your RSS so you make that content and it doesn't just sit on your website hoping hoping. Yeah. Yeah, or that that someone might discover it. You you put up your RSS, and you can you can make sure that it goes out to Twitter, it goes out to Facebook, it goes out to whatever channels you need to do, um, and you can you can format it appropriately, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maximize it for organic, and all of that helps with all of the things. I think for your website in this world of like all of these different channels is your HQ. Um, and if I can yeah. ju- if I can do a, a shameless plug for Wix, one of the things yeah. that I love about Wix um, and about the Wix CMS is a lot of people think that it's like a website builder. And yes, it is. And that's our bread and butter. However, one of the things that Wix does is we have a lot of those things built in. So you don't have to get a plug-in to like to auto to auto tweet your so your, smart. You get a you don't have to get a Facebook like plug-in to do that thing. So they're they're built in. You press a button after that. We have an RSS built into every site. Um, we have, you know, we have lots of other things that allow you to, to build your, um, your things that we have, like things that are very similar to, um, we have, we have like Twitter where you can build email campaigns within the CMS, you can build like, um, social campaigns within the CMS. And all of this is, all of this, like, to my mind, like coming from an agency background is saving time because like I said, it needs to be HQ, but they need to be connected to all of the different spaces. So if you're able to, if you're able to do that via your CMS or via whatever framework you're able to do, then, then your, your, your website 
you know, should be where people, where people come home to. So you have all of these different things everywhere, but like at the end of the day, like they need to be able to come to your website and get like the real deal. Like, so let's say they've seen all the hype on the Instagram or they've seen all the hype on TikTok or Twitch or wherever they, they want to come back to your website and like, and Google spending a lot of time with mom, mom is really interesting because it helps them. They're, they're with their, and with the images and with their entities and with the knowledge panel and with, and with all of those different data points that they have, um, they're, they're much better able to identify like EAT. Um, yeah. and also they, they just announced another thing where you can like get information about this source in the SERP, which is like, right. Really big EAT. Well, I, um, I remember the days back when, when I was in school and, you know, you like when, like back when the internet was relatively new and they're like, you know, your teachers wouldn't allow you to source anything from the internet because it wasn't trustworthy. And like that, and then Wikipedia comes along, you're like, okay, you can actually trust it. But like, this is like Google taking it to the next level where they're like, this is why, you know, here's what's actually going on with this website where they get their information, whether you can trust it or not. You cover, you cover so many good things and it's almost like a new paradigm. It's going to be interesting the development of SEO where it's like traditionally everyone thinks about it in terms of their own website, but it really is SEO is like, where are you showing up no matter what the channel is? Like, you know, I love this idea of like your website being your HQ, but the SEO might in the future have to work with social, have to work with digital PR to show up everywhere else. And all that will count towards your search engine optimization. Crystal, I could talk to you about all this stuff like forever. You, I mean, you're so smart. It's fun to like geek out about SEO. But I wanna, I wanna let's do some rankings. What do you say? You want you wanna rank hey, some stuff for me? Let's do it. Okay, rapid fire ranking time. I mean, the name of the show is Rankable. So I'm gonna ask uh, Crystal to just share her top things in a, in a variety of SEO related categories and we're just gonna go through it. So first off, we'll, we'll keep it light and fun. Rank, just general, what are your three top favorite things in this world? What are your three favorite things? My three favorite things are um, music. I absolutely love music. And uh, I love spending time with my boy. Um, and also I love to do SEO, which is ridiculous, but it's true. We're like embarrassing geeks about it, but we love what we do. And that's, that's you know, that's what you're living for. Okay, rank your best SEO marketing win or our SEO or marketing win. My best SEO marketing win was that I had a, I had a client and she wanted to, and she was making um, X T amount of pounds um, per month. And we, and it was like September and she was like, I want to double it by, by, I want to double it by Christmas. And we smashed that target and then we smashed it. She was like, it's the best month we've ever had in like 2000 or like in, in like two years and stuff. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. What? Yes, yes, yes. And like, I didn't know, to be honest, like I like all of the wins. I love, like, I just love logging in and seeing all green arrows. Like I, I am not one, like I will dance at my desk. I will throw myself a little, a little party. Like when I, if I log in and like we're ranking like so where fun. we should. Up and to the right, up and to the I right. Love I love it. Uh, okay, you're allowed to say Wix, but what are your top three SEO tools? Go. My top three SEO tools. Okay, so yeah, one is the Wix CMS. I have my little Wix website. Shout out crystalcarterseo.com. Um, and I loves it. Um, also, Screaming Frog, like all day for the frog. Like, I stand 
the frog. I would also like to give a shout out to Christina Azarenko and the um, SEO Pro Tools extension. That is my jam. I love it. I use it all the time. And I'm, the I'm website, just drop down. You get every all the information that you need. All the good stuff. And then she adds in more stuff. And then it's got like quick links to things. And like, I'm just, I'm such a big fan of Chris. If you're listening, I heart you. You're the best. <laughs> okay, rank your number one best SEO trick tactic. What can someone come away from this podcast and try themselves? My best SEO trick tactic. I wrote this down, but now I can't remember. Can you give me a hint? What did I say? Oh man, you put me on the spot. Ah, okay, know. okay. My best SEO trick tactic. My best SEO trick tactic. Oh, okay, okay. This is super simple and literally everybody can do this. Um, and I don't know, it's super, super, super basic, but double check that you have your, your H1 on your homepage. <laughs> This is like super basic, but like so many people don't do this. And I know, and I'm like, it drives me crazy when I see it. It makes me so mad. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one that, that I would say. Um, also like, I don't know. Tools I'm give you very- crap about that too. It's like, if you use any SEO tool, they'll be like, why haven't you fixed that yet? Why, where's your H1? Why is your H1 the same everywhere? Blah, 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 blah. And like, okay, I'm sorry. I know what I'm saying, but like, honestly, like, honestly, it makes such a big deal. So, so, so I always, I always like, I always max out the homepage. Like, make sure that your homepage is like, is like big pimpin'. Like, make sure that your right. homepage is like, is a big deal. So, always do an H1 on your homepage. Always make sure you have like some, some like juicy blurb on the, on the homepage. Cause sometimes people are making too much like a billboard and that's ridiculous. And like, it doesn't have to be first thing first, but, um, but you can put it down the bottom. Actually, I've just remembered what my actual tip was. What was it? Bring it. Okay. You, you so, okay. Back, you I'm get sorry. I've said it. many. Okay. My go to tip make a reviews page. You have reviews from lots of different places. That's fine. But make a reviews page that's like, I don't know, like Crystal Carter SEO forward slash reviews of and and aggregate your reviews from the other places. So it's like people on Google say this. People on Facebook say this. People on um, Trustpilot say this and link to all of them and put your score there or whatever. But you will outrank all of those folks when you have your own your own reviews page. I've done it for so many people. It always works. And like, it's like, it, you don't need a big tech stack to do it, but it always does it. Oh, you're pretty, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually used to work for a reviews software. It was for local SEO. So okay. it's like people get very confused about reviews. It's a very interesting space, whether it's like business reviews versus product reviews. But like, I am an evangelist, like reviews matter. Because yeah. it's it's social proof, it's expertise, authority, trust, like it's EAT. And it's mm. also, you know, just like Google loves that. Like they're in corporate. Just the other day, I think Morty Oberstein highlighted in the travel industry how Google Local is now using reviews to service in like hospitality of like things to do in an area for a hotel. Like, mm, again, mm-hmm. if you're a consultant, if you're an agency, if you're just any type of business, reviews are where it's at. Okay, rank your, what do you love most about SEO? I love winning. <laughs> I love theme. winning and I love being right. I love I love it when people when I'm like and I'm like we should do this and there and people are like I don't know are you sure I'm like yes I am sure and then and then the thing happens and then it, and then the then the Google comes back and they're like yes Crystal you were correct and I'm like I knew it I knew it the whole time I win I win. There's nothing more satisfying than like I've already I've already checked my Google Search Console this morning. I've checked analytics. I'll go to like a few of my favorite keywords and I'll check the SERPs and be like, we moving up, we moving down. Is there a new rich snippet I'm winning? Working on it. Okay, good. Right? Aside from your own tool that or your own page that you just put out, what is your rank your best learning SEO resource? My best learning SEO resource. Um okay, so aside from the, the Wix SEO learning hub, aside from that one. 
Um, my my best SEO learning resource is probably the Women in Tech SEO Slack channel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, we are we are a lively bunch, and and um, Arish um, is fantastic and runs a very very um, fantastic community full of super super clever, super curious, super kind people who um, who help each other to solve SEO problems um, and to to understand how things are working and to support each other and things. So so I I think that if I ever if I'm ever stuck, that is where I go. Um, if I and like you know Slack lets you search things, so I can like search and figure out what's going on like and try to try to find resources there people share resources and like it's yeah it's it's an invaluable and invaluable um uh, tool and it's something that that has helped me to learn so much um uh about seo over the years i i i am not gonna lie i have serious fomo when it comes to <laughs> tech seo i respect the hell out of a she runs a tight ship like she shared on twitter like how she keeps that community like active and respectful and supportive and amazing and I, i've never been in a slack and i and i understand it's not it's not for me but like if you are a woman in any way you know seo tech seo anything like i i can't imagine why you wouldn't participated and check I recommend it, out. it to everyone all the time yeah it's great rank okay we're almost at the end rank the top one to three seo marketers that you most like respect look up to uh appreciate okay so cindy crumb like shout out to cindy crumb like who like Brilliant. i just such a such a big fan and have have been a big fan like she's really like what inspired me to get into tech seo at all like i remember seeing cindy and being like you're so smart. Um, and then I like posted on the Women in Tech SEO Slack channel. They were like, who do you think is cool? I was like, Sandy Crumb. And she was like, hey, Crystal, want to hang out? And I was like, oh my God, yes. Um, and I was like, SEO nobody. And she was like, she was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh my God, it's you and Barkley the dog. You're the best. Um, and she's awesome. I'm such a big fan. She's so kind and so, 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 so smart. Um, yes. And also um, Alita, who's amazing. And again, is so kind, so smart, so supportive of SEOs who are like doing cool things. And, and it's just like a pillar in our industry. And she's amazing. Um, shout out to Lily Ray, who's also one of my SEO heroes, who's like, who's like so good and so clever. And again, so kind and creative and like just full of like schwa de brief. Um, and and also like I'm just going to give another shout out to um, to um, Miracle, um, who's amazing, and she is speaking at I'm um, speaking at MozCon, and she's absolutely one of my one of my inspirations. Um, and she she again is so kind, it's so clever, and so just willing to try things. Um, and I think she's like fantastic. Oh, they're all they're all brilliant. I mean, like whether Miracle's talking about like forecasting SEO or like I love how Lily Ray like gets into the data. Like Lily Ray is like looking at what's actually happening, which I feel like doesn't happen enough in our SEO world. Obviously, Alita is just resource, resource, resource. Whether it's like her newsletter or so you know giving. learning SEO, so, so giving. Um, and then finally, rank your number one cause or charity that you want to promote. So I'm going to shout out to um, to Libraries Unlimited, um, which is a libraries uh, charity. But they, I'm based in the West Country of the UK, and we are the library for for like all of Devon. There's like 57 locations, and um, it's a fantastic charity. I'm on the board, um, and um, and they do amazing things. And I think libraries are such a fantastic resource. I remember going to the library to go on the internet back in the day on like Netscape. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Gary. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know what you know what I'm talking geo, about. Go to your GeoCities, uh, you know. You know this is exactly. Get your library card because you've only got 15 minutes. Somebody else needs. <laughs> oh, my God. They need so much Internet help. 
They need so much internet help. <laughs> so much. And I, I, the funny thing I think about that when I think about those days of like of like being on AOL, like the, the early days, and waiting on dial-up and getting mad when somebody picked up the phone because you got booted off, was like, what were we even looking at? There was nothing on the internet. What were we even doing? I don't How understand. How many of us are like still have our identities tied to our original like AOL screen name? You know, <laughs> like it's still out there somewhere. We we all do whether it's a password or whether it's like you know some remnants on the Wayback Machine. That that's a great cause, Crystal. Dude, I could talk to you forever. If people want to find you online, I mean, speaking of like supportive giving people, you are always like helping out. How can people find you online? Where do you hang out? On Twitter, mostly like and eighty percent of my online stuff is Twitter. So, so yeah, I'm Crystal on the web at Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn, but I like I normally just repost stuff from Twitter or just show up and like things. I won't. I'm not going on litter, litter, LinkedIn to like give anyone any inspirational stories about. Yeah. Um, I hate that. I feel like we should. We should be. We should be on LinkedIn, but it's like Twitter so much more fun, dude. This was awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. So much interesting stuff. Check out um, like the shout out to Crystal's website to get those um, you know women made by women uh, SEO articles. Check out Wix, the whole SEO learning hub is amazing. If you're going to MozCon, you know, go say hi to Crystal. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. My name is Garrett Sussman of iPull Rank. This has been Rankable. We will catch you shortly. Y'all have a good one. Peace out. Uh-huh.